0: So do you feel good when you have like lots of things in your queue? Does it make you feel like you're a reader?
1: Um, Well, I have a very large queue. (laughs) So I'm just saying, does that make you feel better like like an accomplished
0: reader if there's lots in your queue?
1: I read, which is why I haven't gotten to them. Just asking if it feels good. Um, It doesn't make me feel any way. It makes (laughs) me feel like, okay, I need to pick a new book because I have all these in my queue. as long as you're actually finishing the books is a key thing, right? Yeah.
0: Okay, good. Just making sure. I'm just giving you a hard time. It's okay. Don't turn red on me. (sighs) I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for helping people with their money. and all things business, Bryn is my co-host.
1: And I'm a marketing girl. I am literally obsessed with it. Oh, and Josh has showed me how to save money. Quite a bit, actually.
0: Because of her obsession, I hired her to do my marketing.
1: And we've worked together for 10 years.
0: We launched Sigmund Sense in 2020, a podcast about money. It's a podcast that teach people how to save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early.
1: And we recorded and published 34 episodes. People liked it, and it was so fun.
0: But most importantly, we helped people. So we're excited to announce we're doing a second season. And we're mixing things up we're moving away from Money Talks to focus on all things business. Leadership, management, team building, book reviews, hiring, firing, operations.
1: Motivating teams, lead generation, time management, personality profiling, closing skills. And of course money. And marketing.
0: We are inviting you to continue this journey with us. And we want your input. What topics would you like to see covered? Email all of your ideas to our podcast email address, sigmundsense at gmail.com.
1: And be sure to click that subscribe button when you visit our channels. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. Are you ready?
0: Season two, getting down to business. Welcome to Sigmund Sense.
1: So Wesson injured his foot. Mm -hmm. So he's, he made all-stars. Injured his freaking foot catching a fly ball Up against the fence, he came down, his foot got caught in the fence, twisted, came down on it, so he's been limping like crazy and just like kind of a mess, but he never missed a practice ever and never missed a hitting practice because we had a hitting coach for him and we get to the game and his coach has benched him for the whole game without any word to Weston right because in in our mind I guess in retrospect we're thinking well I guess maybe we should have assumed but our communication to Weston was whatever we need to do to get you ready for the first game and so every night it was elevate the foot ice it rest it all the things and by the first game he wasn't limping anymore and he was able to run on it but he was benched and he was benched on game two And he was benched on game three. And he could have easily been down and out. But every day he was like, Can you take me to D bat an hour early so I can hit? Like, knowing that he wasn't going to play.
0: That's pretty cool. That's
1: pretty impressive, right?
0: Yeah, that's very cool. I
1: was like, Way to be, Weston. Way to be, Weston. (laughs) That's pretty
0: special. Well, but my mama heart was. Yeah, sure. Not. Yeah, you and my wife both freak out. (laughs) Mama bear comes out. It's not a good thing. Sure. Did he he slash the coach's tires or what happened there?
1: I mean, you know, (laughs) I don't want to incriminate myself (laughs)
0: because you have several times on the show. Uh, Well, welcome back. This is Sigmund Sense and we're moving on to another topic that kind of correlates with what we've been talking about, which is all things business. But today we're going to talk about negotiations. And negotiation skills are different than closing skills. And it's really important to understand the difference, right? So closing skills typically are going to drive top-line revenue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Negotiation skills actually determine profitability. So it's a big, big difference. And I want to kind of explain this to you. So I'm in the mortgage world. And uh, if I were to literally stand on the rooftops and say, hey, come one, come all, interest rates are 1% for anyone that shows up, I could line up people out the door and, uh, uh, unfortunately the market doesn't allow for that because I would lose money on every single deal right. and, uh, like literally it's not possible. And we've got to go out of business. So could I get some people coming in the door? Yes. Would we go out of business? Yes. So there's a big difference between driving, you know, sales, driving revenue and the, uh, versus profitability. So. The reason why I bring this up is one of my, um, one of my favorite books recently, the last couple of years, we've talked about in a different show maybe, is called uh, Never Split the Difference. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's a it's a book about negotiations. What I love about the book is, uh, is it's written by – a gentleman that was a SWAT negotiations yes. guy, right?
1: I need to read that. I you haven't read I'm, it yet? I haven't read it. Oh, I think dude, it's in it's my story queue. Oh, dude, it's story after
0: story after story. It's so good. Okay. It's so,
1: I need a book to read.
0: Tacti- it's not a tactic, Sorry, I shouldn't say that. It is a very tactical very book. Tactical. But it's got lots of stories. So it's that like are a like, combo book. Well, it's it's real life stories of this is the person that almost got her head shot off, and this is what I said to get that to not happen.
1: So crazy. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I actually think it's in my queue um on audible i need to it's yeah. not gonna read
0: itself sweetheart <laughs> hit play on the way home <laughs> i n- i just finished. so do you feel good when you have like lots of things in your queue does it make you feel like you're a reader
1: um well i have a very large queue <laughs> so i'm just
0: saying does that make you feel but better I, like like an accomplished reader if there's lots in your queue
1: i read which I'm is why i haven't gotten to that. just them. asking if it feels good <laughs> um it doesn't make me feel any way. It makes <laughs> me feel like, okay, I need to pick a new book because I have well, all these in my queue. Well, as long as you're actually queue. finishing the books is a key thing, right? Yeah.
0: Okay, good. Just making sure. I'm just giving you a hard time. Oh it's God okay. I mean. Don't turn red on me. So uh, what <laughs> I love about this book, so since you haven't read it, I'll tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: already told you you should be a Cliff Notes writer.
0: Well, this is a great Cliff Notes.
1: Because <laughs> you so, do really good so explanations. So the title is
0: actually very cool. The title is Never Split the Difference, which is a negotiations book, but... In the world of hostage negotiations, Mm -hmm. like they die or they don't. Right. There is no middle. And so I I love the concept because he says basically when you go into it, you have to assume that you're going to get it all. You're going to get everything you want. And I think most negotiation strategies and books and classes you might take are all about this win-win attitude of, Mm -hmm. you know, that you give, they give, you meet in the middle. And it's just a difference of negotiation style. And so. I really like the concept. Mindset, I think it's a, right? it's an absolute totally mindset difference. Mindset. Um, yeah, it's an absolute mindset difference. It's mm-hmm. win at it all costs versus, uh, you know, we'll kind of see how things go. and yeah. hopefully Or going works out.
1: in knowing what you're willing to give up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you're a lot weaker going into negotiation, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about because there's a couple of components to negotiations that we've learned over the years. And, um, you know, it really starts with what mindset you go into. So you, you just brought that up. But the mindset that you would approach a negotiation with, and this could literally be negotiating with a roofer mm-hmm. uh, or negotiating with uh, with at a b- boutique store for yeah. some clothes or certainly down at the marketplace in Mexico uh, on a beach trip, right? Yeah. Uh, versus uh, the second piece is commitment. So, you know, really g- addressing how committed somebody is to an outcome, how committed they are to their value, product, and service is a big piece mm-hmm. of negotiations. And then the last piece is what are the actual... Some, some examples of some skills that you could employ very easily with no negotiations, background training, or business mm-hmm. classes. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of work through that probably over the course of two episodes. Um, but really, um, let's start this way, okay? When it comes to negotiations, and this is in business, and, and let's just use an example since I love talking about money and the household, mm-hmm. let's just talk about how often people take – the cost for what it is when it comes to a repairman or woman showing up and saying, I'll fix this or I'll build this or I'll yeah. paint this or I'll mow this yard. And that you say how much? And they say X and you say, okay, yeah, I, that's would, me. <laughs> I would say that the vast majority of all Americans, whatever that number is, it's a yes or a no. And that's the extent of it. And so uh, clearly there's not a whole lot of negotiations to that, right? It's just take or leave it sucker don't you um, think it
1: falls on either side of the coin though you sure. either like just take it for what it is or you always try to get a better deal <laughs> or is there any gray <laughs> uh, i think it's
0: learned skills right i think some people grew up in families that all like you never accept it for what it is and yeah. you just keep on being up and then the flip side is is some people are just comfortable with the value that's being offered and you know, they, don't, yeah. they, they can afford it, so why why stress out about it, but right? But it
1: also, like, I don't know, it can be very uncomfortable. Oh, no, for sure. No, for <laughs> sure. Like, um, I don't want to be insulting.
0: That's probably the big piece of it, right? Like, that's if I ask for something, like, you know, it's hurting somebody's feelings.
1: Yeah, I don't want to You know, it's funny, it's
0: funny, though, like, the, the assumption when you go back into, you know, season one about uh, uh, all things money, Right the The assumption is is that if you want to grow your net worth, you increase your your revenue and your income, or you decrease your right. a, your so you increase your assets or decrease your liabilities, um, and so I, I was coaching somebody that you know, and um, we had this conversation because he's really down to like there's not much left to whittle on, right? But I've got this basic assumption that there's something for sure there that you could right. you, mm-hmm. negotiate. Well, the guys had a um I w- don't say the wrong one. So he has um satellite not cable he has satellite oh. and uh, he's got some streaming services but very very minor so it's like two I think it's Netflix and Amazon if I off the top of my head so not not a big cost uh-huh. there but he's got the satellite bill and uh, and I said well when was the last time you called the satellite bill and said I just want to pay less And he said well you can't say that like this is the bill I said yeah until you say you're gonna go somewhere else so <laughs> the homework assignment was literally like call him up and just say uh-huh. hey listen uh, I really like you I've been with you for a long long time And, uh, the, uh, cables come to my area and they're giving some great specials. And, you know, I'd like to, you you have the opportunity to keep my business, but otherwise I'm going to go over and and switch to cable. So what can you do for me? And miraculously, of course, he was offered a, uh, new client special that we can do for you today only if you sign for another year, but but it was one third, like not one half, not one third off. It was one third the cost. It went from. Like two fifty to eighty bucks for an actually was an eighteen month contract. So the again, that's actually a negotiation skill, right? It's mm-hmm. it's just the ability to in. have a conversation yeah. and and one thing I would point out in this case is uh, it's always easiest to negotiate when when you're comfortable with uh, losing the relationship, right, or right? leaving all yeah all together, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like. If you have the backup of going to cable, like I've got nothing to lose, yeah, everything to gain. Why wouldn't I? Or ask? just
1: go to you know or upgrade your Hulu or whatever to yeah. all because Hulu has you know if you pimp it out, like I like to refer to it. I mean they've got live services yeah. and you have everything, yeah. and then you just grab a couple of friends to go in with <laughs> go in on it with you. <laughs>
0: Split it four yeah. ways. Split All it four ways.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> Sorry, Hulu.
0: <laughs> so this is literally one of those things that you got to think about, guys, when it comes to negotiation skills. Is it's not just about like negotiating a big monster contract. It's like, well, fifty bucks a month forever, or hundred bucks a things, month forever. Yeah. Is, it just adds up, and it goes back it to just that being comfort, like uh, being comfortable with the con- with the conversation. I think that's where a lot of people fail here. Is uh, business is business. A lot of the time, probably most of the time, because most businesses don't make it personal. Right. Now, I'm not saying that it's not a personal relationship for in a lot of cases, because I, I do. Uh, I, I think that's what we value the most is when you have a great relationship with mm-hmm. whoever you go back to them again, again, again. Right. Um, but for most of the one offs, they're almost all just business. And just so, business, yeah. just having the conversation is uh, and being willing to be uncomfortable for a minute and being okay with the no. It's yeah. like what's worst case scenario?
1: I'd be more comfortable asking the cable company than like my yard guy. Not because I don't you like yard your, d- because
0: you because you <laughs> like your yard guy, right?
1: Yeah, I'm married to him. Details. <laughs> Details. Details. But I would be more comfortable to say, "Hey, cable company," because I feel like it's not personal right. to them, um, and they know kind of what they can do or what they can't. Yep. And I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't feel like I was insulting them. You know.
0: Well, relationship <laughs> aside, uh, the first place we ought to stop or start is not stop. Sorry, start (laughs) is, we need to start with the mindset of the negotiation. Like, where does it start? So, um, going into this piece, I think situational setups is very important to consider that we've not Mm -hmm. spoken about before. So, uh, uh, my first boss, Mike, is three feet shorter than me, Uh, weighs half my butt. No, he's not three feet. He's like (laughs) a solid foot, though. (laughs) Maybe a foot and a half. Oh, you're really tall. I be, will, I will tell big. you, though, when I went, in, uh, I'm 6'5", and he's probably 5'5", five five, and when I remember going in and sitting down at his desk, he was sitting at a mahogany desk that was like 10 feet tall, and the chair towered <laughs> over that, and then whoever sat in front of him sat in like a baby chair. I So I remember sitting it. with my like knees above <laughs> waist level, looking up, because I was in the kid's seat, and Daddy was looking down at me. Right. And I got to tell you that that was not by accident. Sure. Um. You know, and, and another example would be where do you conduct business it's always best to conduct business in your place of business like invite somebody to your office or invite them to your house mm. you own that space yeah uh, meeting or in neutral, a neutral right neutrals would be second option right, right. so you know, budding relationships you know making it feel safe is meeting a neutral relationship uh, neutral ground but going to a person's place of business or to a person's home they are for sure in control yeah like absolutely. whether you like or not so you've got to be really clear about if you're going to go into negotiation the more high stakes it is the more that's at, uh, on the line the more you want it to be on your terms or at least equal terms right so um a second thing i bring up when you think situationally obviously face to face is better than than over the phone uh, or certainly worse as email uh, i see uh-huh. people that negotiate contracts all the time by by literally contracts in an email form that's sent one way or the other and Yes, they can be effective and the attorneys can battle it out and take a lot of your money because uh, they charge by the hour and they'll happily rewrite and rewrite (laughs) and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite rewrite on your behalf. Right. But so much can be done just by sitting down in front of somebody and and listening and learning and asking. And then uh, it's harder for somebody to say no to you. To your face, for sure, and right?
1: watching their nonverbals. I for mean, that's sure. a huge piece of it. Yep. Being able to see where they're really at yep. and what kind of body language they're giving you.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and then also understanding that sometimes the body languages that they're giving you might look bad, but they're intentional, mm. which we're going to talk about. You know, there's oh, like yeah. some there's some of these things that you literally use to your advantage when you understand how to utilize your body. Uh, to to your advantage. And this is not like prostitution, (laughs) guys. Like uh, when I say utilize your body, it's utilizing your non-verbals to your benefit. Um, uh, What else do we add in this area? You think about how you dressed. So do you look the part? Like uh, one thing that Jim Reed, one of my good friends always told me is you want to dress for the job that you want. Yeah. It's a great way to think about it. So if you show up and you look like a million bucks, uh, then if that's in alignment with whatever the job is you're looking for, you have a better chance than the person that shows up that, it has unkept hair and unkept clothes it just is some truth to it right so all those things setting the stage mm-hmm. uh, is super important one last piece that i would add here and I'd, I'd like to know if you think of anything else is if you start with uh, with gratitude gifting and honor you typically start in a better spot right mm-hmm. so honoring somebody for their time honoring them for the opportunity honoring them for what whatever um, you know, so being very thankful about that. stuff that's the gratitude piece. And, you know, it, who doesn't like a small thoughtful gift, um, before something, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, what, what might that look like in an office environment, even though not everyone's back at, the, at, at work, you know, are you offering stuff at the front desk? Like is, are there beverages and drinks and food available? Uh, or is there a book like, Hey, I, I know we're talking about this. Here's this book with this, yeah. you know, my signature inside of it. There's lots of things you can do to prep. Yeah. And do a lot of heavy lifting quickly just mm-hmm. by being gracious and having, giving some honor and giving a little bit of gift up front. So what else did I miss before in this so setup? So what,
1: um, I don't know, I don't know what category <clears throat> this would fall into, but what about setting the stage of really identifying what it is that they want most at the end of the day? Like when this is all over after yeah. our meeting. I don't know what that falls into or if it's part we of we negotiations can absolutely or not.
0: Lump that in the beginning, which is, you know, you're, you're starting a conversation with whatever. I think the, saying what the objective is and trying to better understand what you're hoping to get out of this is super important. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would say, though, is be really careful about if it's going to be a number. Don't do that up front. Don't do that. Up right. Front, if, it's, yeah. if all it's going to come down to is I want X, this number, whatever that is. Then it's as setting as yourse- se- selling yourself up for for some uphill battle. Although it's good to ask.
1: So maybe a different way, if so, um, maybe a different way to approach it is to stay away from the number. Maybe you could go to what are you looking to net? Like, is that still falling in the well, same I trap, think, or is
0: that? Uh, no, not necessarily. But uh, you know, we've talked about the number one way to overcome an objection is to say it first, right? So if you don't want to talk about that yet, you talk about you bring it up first. So hey hey Brent you know um, obviously you want to buy a car here and Mm -hmm. separate of you know the actual cost is there anything else that you want to know or get out of this meeting today like separate uh, separate of uh, financing or separate of the price I mean obviously we'll get to that but what else is it that you want to cover today
1: Um, I want to make sure that when I call and say this is broken you say cool okay cool so like warranty stuff you want to cover that Yes. what else um, I want to be out of here in like three hours. Okay. So max. time's important. So three hours max. Yes.
0: So it's 12 o'clock. So by three, you're fine. Yes. Okay, cool. What else? Um, so here's the point, right? That's it. But, but <laughs> y- what you didn't go right to, I want the price of my trade in to be 12,000. I want the price of my purchase to be 30,000. It's like, yeah. I, you just said all like, what else do you want? Obviously we're gonna cover that, but what else do you want to talk about? Right. Right? right. So all that goes in. Well, and setup. I didn't,
1: I didn't say that because you had already said
0: Yep, outside of course, of course. Yeah. outside of price. Yeah. outside of price. So yeah. all this is about the setup in general, and this is something that uh, you can do in your office, in your home, uh, negotiating with your spouse. Like, there's lots of stuff mm-hmm. that you can get into, right? Uh, like, how many trades do spouses do when it comes to I really want to, you know, fix up this room, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, what are we negotiating here?
1: <laughs> what are we negotiating, right? Hmm. So.
0: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> but, Let's start with, obviously, the mindset. So so regardless, though, and I think that the reason why people can't get somebody to come into their office and they have to go to somebody else's office, or the reason why, you know, uh, sometimes the terms of the meeting are dictated is one of the three mindsets. So the first and worst mindset to go into negotiation uh, with is what's called a subservient mindset, Okay. So, subservient mindset very simply is somebody is for sure perceived to be by both parties in control, in charge, the boss. Mm -hmm. And the other person is basically going to take whatever leftovers there are. Right. Right. So, that subservient mindset is a really, really, really bad place to be uh, because, number one, there's not going to be a relationship no matter what happens. Yeah. uh, There'll be a relationship, no relationship. Number two, uh, somebody's going to be over like like the dominant winner and somebody will be a loser you can't have a winner without a loser right, right? Uh, but number three if you are in that subservient side of things you're in trouble before it even starts
1: and it does not feel good no it yeah. does not feel good yep. i mean it, you can feel it from the moment it starts and it just it just feels super icky i hate when I find myself in this situation. And yep. um, uh, there's a few examples I can think of that it just, and if I, I'm not gonna say it on this. Oh, I'll give, but
0: a, I'll give a specific example. So <laughs> lots of lenders nationwide pay lots of money to buy leads from uh, and help realtors get leads on the internet. We don't. Um, the reason, one of the reasons why is, is that as a lender, if you have enough value in other areas, you shouldn't have to. It's a business yeah. partnership, you should, be helping each other and the client get what they want and everyone wins right so i've literally been in a meeting as of you before where we get a warm referral to somebody we sit down with somebody over a coffee and literally within the first three minutes we're like so how much are you going to pay for my leads and that's basically the beginning and end of that relationship with me yeah. right uh, and with you and so that's what she means that's what Brendan's talking about when mm-hmm. it feels icky to go it's like holy crap like would you ask a total stranger for money right well if you're in a subservient mindset and you don't value relationship you would right if there's nothing else of value it's always about price so uh the point here is is that if if you are now the flip side is if you are in a position where you are you are the winner of the subservient mindset the other person is in the the loser's box you're in a very strong position yeah um now, be really careful. I don't careful. know that I love that position I don't either. Love I don't love it either. Yeah. Uh, but I, but th- what I'm trying to point it's out better. is. It's like, better,
1: but it's not. It in the negotiation,
0: you're probably going to win more, yeah. right? But I think that the problem here is that you're in. Uh, this is where you see people that uh, have fake positions of power that are power freaks, right? Yeah. So think about um, in a bureaucracy with multiple levels of management, the person that's got the power trip. That is the gatekeeper to the real person of power mm-hmm. who everyone hates and despises, but they put up with because they have to. Yeah. Uh, it's just not. That's why I think I agree with you. It's just an icky spot it on is. both sides if you're a normal human being, <laughs> right? If you're a, a likable, <laughs> normal human being that likes people, it's it's a bad yes, place to be on both sides. So how do you get out of it, right? What's your uh If you find yourself in a subservient relationship, how do you get out of it?
1: Ooh, good question. So how do you get out of it? And k-
0: meaning move the negotiations forward potentially, but remove yourself from being a, in a subservient mindset.
1: Um, Probably do something to set the stage in a different way, whether it's, you know, try to get the appointment maybe over to your office or or away from their office into a neutral ground. Um, I'm trying to think. Gosh, it's been a long time since we've talked about this.
0: Cool. Yeah. I can uh, I think the, the biggest thing is you have to risk the relationship. So I love that we always. Okay. Carry, we always uh, kind of carry off of previous conversations. So in the last series on closing skills, one of them is called "The Takeaway Close.": Yeah. And the takeaway close is exactly what I personally would use in, in these situations, right? So you have to remember, a takeaway close is about getting people back on the same page, mm-hmm. uh, which works quite often, but you are definitely risking the relationship because they could choose not to. In my opinion, though. That's the best option. Staying in a subservient mindset doesn't work. So if you can get out of it fast, great. If you can get on the same page, great. If you can't, it's okay. Like we don't have to work with everybody. You don't have to work with everybody. Right, and I think, you know,
1: as far as like risking the relationship goes, remember that if it's in a new relationship that you're trying to, you know, develop and get earn business from or whatever, at that point you have nothing to lose. Yep.
0: So keep so you that. Can pull, in, you can pull some things out of the bag. You
1: can now. You know, you be careful with it because we don't want to just go all over town like burning bridges, right? Uh-huh. But and we, our job is to earn business, but understanding yep. that at this moment there is literally nothing to lose yep. is important.
0: And that puts you back in a powerful. It condition. does. Yep. It does. And people will respect you too. So, like one thing I've learned about. Um, high earning people, uh, people with teams or that run companies or or manage lots of people is sometimes a subservient mindset appearance is more of a defense mechanism to protect their time. Mm. And they don't really respect people that can't stand up for themselves. So That's they throw point, it out yeah. there. And if you just stand up for yourself and yeah. and level up is what I call it. That's a great then point. If you level up, then they like, oh, like I'll turn, like no one ever says that to me. So I'll listen to you. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I just gave you a, a real good example in lending because I always find it fascinating. Um, and I'm going to say it like I'm going to say it really bluntly. I would never say this really this directly, but to get make sure everyone li- this listen gets the point across. Right. So there are, as you might know, in the world, plenty of know-it-alls right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always funny to me when I have somebody that's bought and sold one house ever mm-hmm. that knows it all, right? Or that
1: even th- go up to three houses. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, go they, up they go right, up to three. Shit,
0: give them 10, <laughs> right? Fact. So the, the mindset conversation that I would say a little bit differently and nicer, but the thought process is, hey, listen, I, I, I love that you've done your research and you've definitely had some experience in the area. Uh, you said you closed three houses in your lifetime, correct? Right. So I help about uh, 50 a month every month for the last 20 years. So I've got thousands of these deals under my belt. I promise you I have something I can teach you. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is an example of risking the relationship for sure. Right. To level up to a point where, look, if you are just gonna talk to me and listen uh, and assume that I'm this person, mm-hmm. we don't have to work together. That's okay. That's Go work so with an order taker from you know what wherever. wherever yeah. But if you do want to talk to me and listen and and get some advice, I for sure have something to teach you. Mm-hmm. And so that's in my opinion an example of a way to remove yourself from a subservient mindset yeah. in whatever you're dealing with. Um, and you can apply this across the board. You think about how many situations that somebody's talking to this way. Um, you know, in a really it, the the nasty um, underbot, uh, underbelly of some marriages, right? Yeah. You know, one person is one is being charge. subservient to the other person yeah. right up until they get a smack across the face and get <laughs> leveled up on, right? Uh, yeah. I'm not endorsing smacking people in the face. Okay, it's just for the record. But you get the proverbial, proverbial idea of, <laughs> hey, listen, right? Like uh, my <laughs> what Christy said to me. I guess that's a exa- perfect example. And you know exactly <laughs> what I'm about, about to say. Uh, when When... Uh, Chrissy and I were in a decent <laughs> little argument. and She said, Josh, you're not near as good looking with half your assets. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was a proverbial smack <laughs> across the face. <laughs> <Yes>. You win. <laughs> you win. <laughs> we, will, we will talk like normal humans, yes. right? Yeah. So I, I, I think that that's just a great starting point. Like mindset-wise, you have to get out of that subservient mindset. So that takes us to the second mindset, right? So the second mindset uh, is called the gunfighter mindset. Mm-hmm. And the gunfighter mindset, just literally think of the old west, Think of two people that are quick drawing, like there's no good ending here. Somebody's right. gonna die. Somebody's gonna, yeah. <laughs> somebody's,
1: somebody's gonna get hurt. Somebody's gonna win. Yeah.
0: Somebody's gonna lose. But once again, the relationship is lost forever. Right. right? So, uh, when you think about gunfighter mindsets, like you know, give me an example of something that you've run across, or or what that might look like, or or how oh, you might get on. Oh, you
1: that. know, I mean, I think, you know, because we're in real estate, there's so many times where agents come out of the gate really aggressive with us, um, you know, whether it be over closing date or um, appraisals or whatever, but the, the negotiations or the beginning of the relationship, at least the relationship for the next 30 to 45 days, is aggressive. And, you know, it's like I just want to – like we have a vested interest in closing – this property and not making everybody miserable along the way so um, I always find it interesting Um, it makes me feel like what are you so mad at (laughs) Like, what's wrong
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'll give you another example Uh, so anyone that's been in our industry before has for sure seen this where it's it's like the scarecrow like when I think about the gunfighter mindset it's the title there's there's lots of people involved in helping somebody get into home right so you have Mm -hmm. a title company appraisers uh, realtors, lenders, everybody, and whenever a problem comes up, somebody is pointing a finger at everybody else Always. and just throwing them under the bus and making everybody look bad, whether it's real or not. Yes, but it's just it's just a gunfighter mindset. It's like right. I, I the it's a zero sum game. You are wrong. You're wrong. And I'm right. right. That's it. Exactly right. So when you think about this in an, in a negotiation scenario, it is uh, again if somebody's in a subservient situation typically they're gonna get a term dictated to them, which is not normally a win-win scenario. Right. Uh, it, can be de- it can work, so think real estate, think um, you have got a half million dollar house that two realtors are negotiating on, both for their client's behalf, but literally they get so uh, foot in the ground, uh, won't back up, won't have a conversation, that they're willi- literally jeopardizing this deal for both the seller who wants to sell, the it buyer that wants to buy, right. because they wanna prove that they're right and they can get mm. the last thousand bucks out of the other side, yeah. right? Um, but put pushing it to a point where it could cost the entire deal, because like, who wants deal? to negotiate and work with a, if they're starting this way up front, why the hell would they not right. get worse over the next 30 days, right? Yeah. So what I've always found the best way to get out of a gunfighter kind of mindset is just to put it on the table, out in the open, call it what it is, yeah. right? So right, it's it literally point out it's like, uh, so let's just pretend you and I are the agents and we're fighting over a thousand bucks on a half a million dollar deal, right? right. So, uh, Brent, I feel like we got off on the wrong uh, on the wrong page here, right? So, uh, I, I, I feel like, the way this is going, that if we keep going down this way, you might win your thousand bucks, we might win the thousand bucks. The reality is, is that I for sure will never show another property ever. <laughs> That you have yeah. listed or you won't if we keep this way. Like, I don't want to be one of those realtors that yeah. won't take their clients to future listings just because of one bad experience over one five hundredth of a right. deal. One right. five hundredth. Yeah. So can we like start over and like just talk about this and figure out if there's, a way, there's is there no way we can meet in the middle, middle, right? You know, the reason why I said it kind of that way is I really do believe that people don't wake up. It, like wanting to be an right. asshole. They're not trying to be an asshole. They're not trying to be that. Some people are. Yeah. But most aren't trying to be. Yeah. Uh, again, right? Like you think they're about the realtor situation, they are supposed to have the best interest of their clients in mind. So they're negotiating, uh, fero- for, ferociously for them, but sometimes too far.
1: Sometimes too far. Right. Right. And I do believe that even they they do and are operating in what they believe to be. The best thing for their client, so I think the the intentions are in the right spot. The method of getting there is what really starts right. to get off track.
0: Yeah, and it goes back to communication. And uh, you know, this day and age with thousands of modes of mm-hmm. communication, I think that you can put something in a text that is definitely going to be taken the wrong way. Right. An email definitely be taken the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Marking up a, a contract by an attorney for sure. <laughs> uh, you know push the glasses up the nose gonna be taken the wrong way right all in the best interest of the clients in theory but at the detriment of any future business and relationship yeah. which is what you want to remove yourself from so you can't always remove yourself from it there are certain people that really are jerks mm-hmm. um, but for the most part if you just point it out and say look I really like I respect you a lot and I love what you're, I see what you're doing for your client that's awesome I'm sure you understand I'm trying to do the same thing with my client. Isn't there something we can do to meet in the middle? Yeah. Right?
1: And saying, I feel like we're in a gunfight.
0: Yeah. Literally putting it on the table. Yeah. Which I love because if it progresses to the last step, then the best mindset, which you, w- w- in theory we'd all want to be in, is the win-win. Mm-hmm. And we've all heard that term, and sometimes it's fictitious, but I think it's what's in everyone's best interest long term, which is, you know, um, we all want to win, but no one wants to lose completely. Right? Like all of us, most of the time are willing to give up something, but nobody's willing to give up everything. Mm -hmm. And so what I want you to think about with a win-win mentality is don't think literally 50-50. Okay. Win-win does not mean of that thousand dollar deal, I give up 500, you give up 500. Right. Mm -hmm. But face is saved by giving up a little bit. Sure. So maybe I am in that driver's seat. Maybe, especially in 2021, it's a hot freaking market. Right. The seller doesn't have to fix everything if they don't want to. They mm. could for sure put it back in the market and somebody will probably buy it as is. But do we really want everyone to start over and lose this? Like we're already three weeks down the right. road. Do we right. really right. want to do this, this yeah. over, a th- over a thousand bucks? Let me come back to my client with something. Let's meet in the middle. Yeah. And you might say, you know what? You're right. Tell you what we'll do. We're going to fix this. We're not going to give up a thousand bucks. We're not going to fix it all. But I know that the hot, bu- the hot button is this leak in the toilet. I'll at least make sure that the water leak is fixed. Yeah. Right? So Something now I can go back, can back to my client. Yeah, that is win win. And so, what I don't want people to think of is is win win is split it down split the middle. Down the so, middle. go back yeah, to that book, uh, uh, the book that we talked about, the um, yeah. Never Split the Difference yeah. negotiation book. Um, <laughs> It doesn't always mean like if I win, you're not going to jail. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, But it's better than being shot in the face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you didn't get your ideal outcome of walking away with a million bucks in the bag. Mm -hmm. But somewhere in the middle could literally be that you're going to survive this. And I just want to keep my person alive. And yes, I'm going to both keep my person alive and put you in jail for probably 20 years. But it's better than me keeping my person alive by shooting you with my sniper. Right? So when I think about win-win, it is not a mutually exclusive concept Mm -hmm. from what I said earlier, which is never split the difference. It's the mindset of I'm going to win and I've got my acceptable piece of my negotiation because we should all have tricks in our bags. Right. We can all have give up things that have a perception of value that to us mm-hmm. doesn't really matter at all. Right. right. Like think about, you know, this is an interesting tangent to go down because you and I is. love talking about this with, no, with this perception is. of value.
1: Perception of value. So perception of
0: value typically is more valuable than value. Just mm-hmm. be really clear about Absolutely. that. So, um, this is a side note. This is not a negotiation, but it's an, an interesting concept to understand. For this, uh, they say year after year that Dunkin' Donuts coffee, I- in a blind test, yeah. w- is way better and way more one, in a blind test than Starbucks. Correct. But you'll spend a dollar fifty for Dunkin' Donuts. You'll pay mm-hmm. six fifty for Starbucks, and the reason is because Starbucks it has the perception of value because there's a barista who certainly has a degree making that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dunkin' Donuts just is made in a just, yeah. Folgers coffee pot probably, yeah. right? So what's more valuable? The, the perceived value. Well, what if Starbucks gave up and said, you know what? I'm so sorry we scripted your order. We're going to go ahead and give you 50 cents off of, we're 50% off of everything because we made a mistake. So now they're literally going to charge you $3.25 instead of $6.50. You feel great. You won. They still made freaking money. Yeah. It takes 50 cents <laughs> to make a cup of coffee. They made 700% on their money at 350. <laughs> yes. So, but you feel like, so what I'm, this is a good analogy because if you have things you can give up that really aren't that big of a deal, like you can't go broke making a profit, sure. like be really clear, um, then at the end of the day, you can win and meet in the middle without really meeting in the middle.
1: Yeah. But I also, the thing that comes to mind for me is like, one man's trash is another man's treasure. treasure. Yeah. Like what may mean nothing to me is super important to you. Yep, absolutely. And so I think we have to be open to what others may find oh, yeah. of value rather than putting our own idea of Oh well, nobody would ever go for that. Or why would mm. why would anybody take that deal?
0: Well, what we also do is we project on people what we think is an acceptable solution versus asking. So it's super expensive yes. not to ask. Yes, going back yes. to active listening skills mm-hmm. from a previous episode. <laughs> um, but like, here's an example. Uh, what I go to as a business person when somebody's asking for something is what? What do I typically think they're probably asking me for? Money. Money, right? Like, uh, you did something, so do this for me. Or this person right. can do this, do this for me, right? Um, so let's just use an example of a mistake, right? So a lot of companies will just go right to comp, blah, 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 do whatever, yeah. right? Uh, sometimes I'll just ask and say, uh, you know what? You're right. I, I made a mistake. What, 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 would you like me to do from here? Oh, I just wanted you to acknowledge it, right? which is super fucking free.
1: Absolutely. Like super fucking free. <laughs>
0: just say you're sorry because right. for that person, they just wanted you to acknowledge that you made just a mistake and it, tell me right. what we're going to do to move forward, which is, like, not what I would have initially personally gone to because I'm a business person, but that's the treasure versus the trash right. analogy, right? Mm-hmm. So asking that question is pe- a piece of it, which we go back into, you know, uh, that setup, the conversation, the location, the questions that you might ask us, uh, like, what, what are we talking about here? What's on the yeah. table to negotiate, right? Like, when I think about um, builder's plans, okay, so first of all, here's a aside. How do architects, do you know how architects make their money? Like how they charge? Like curiosity? No? Do you know how architects charge? For the most part.
1: For the most part? Yeah. Uh, by the set of plans and then hour? Is is by, by the, the foot. Of, oh, by the foot.
0: By the foot, right? So no, some of know. them will do by the job for like cookie cutter stuff. But if you're doing a custom home, you're paying by the foot. So whether it's $6 a foot or $20 a foot or 50 bucks a foot to literally draw some papers, like, people will spend 20 100000 bucks on architectural plans uh, literally to draw a, you know a really cool piece of paper yeah. um, <laughs> uh, very important part of the process very but it's interesting to think about that right well so what do what do architects not all because there are some good ones out there Jim um, <laughs> but what do architects typically do well a lot of them that, that I've run across if you say hey I don't want more than a 4,500 square foot house how many feet did they draw in the first draft?
1: that amount? 6000 Six? Oh.
0: Why? Because they're paid by the, oh. foot. by the foot. Yes. So you're asking for a 4,500 square foot house, but you want uh, four bedrooms, three bathrooms, three car garage, oh, okay. blah, blah, blah blah, like, blah, blah, well, there's blah. There's no way we could no the squeeze no that way. in. So okay. I, I drop I a 6000 I, yeah. I drop 6000 Why? Because I'm paid by the foot. By the foot but now yeah. here's where the negotiation happens between husband, wife, architect, and builder, <laughs> right? Because Oh, okay. So at six thousand, I'll take my plans back. Remember, I had my budget with my builder off of four thousand five hundred feet, mm-hmm. but now I, this is what we all want. We now said we want all right. this space. We want this office at home, right? It. So I go back to the builder, and builder's like, "Well, that's going to cost X. am like, "Well, shit, this isn't going to work for me either." So now the negotiation begins, and what the key is is what are we all willing to give up? Like, I'd really like to have two toilets in my master suite, mm-hmm. because or my wife would because I pee on the toilet <laughs> every once. I'm just joking. That's not <laughs> true, but it's totally true. Well. <laughs> If it's in the middle of the night, you never know what happens. Every boy. That's true with every boy. But you (laughs) see what I'm saying, right? Like, hey, my wife said it's really important to have a second, you know, urinal in a different room. Like, hey, but that's gonna cost us an extra like we gotta skim back somewhere, that goes away. And we said we both wanted our own offices. Well let's just join offices and Right. <laughs> and we said that we needed uh, four <laughs> bedrooms with a guest room. Well, what if we made the office have a fold out couch? It could be a guest room for when mom comes in town once every six months. Interesting so, example. Yeah. But what are we give, willing to give up is, piece of, is a big piece of this negotiation. And that whole ki- key of the perception of value versus value doesn't mean you lose in that negotiation. Right. You just mm-hmm. have to know what both players are playing with. And the more prepared you are to know what you mm-hmm. can g- give up and not go behind is really, really important. Um, so what that really starts with then is asking for more than you really want. Right. If I ask for more than I want in anything, I want ABCD and FAG for this price. Right. So I can give up so in both price and what I asked for to settle back down. Land I'll land where I want to be. be. And only I know where I really want to be. So my job is to negotiate above that. So there's this, there's this, uh, we did this in our team years ago. Do you remember this? I, yes, uh, there's the, there, uh,
1: the house. Yeah. The house the, price. Yes. So
0: there's this, uh, Exercise we were given. I think this is from a visage meeting from years ago. It was a Vistage meeting and um, Brought h- b- brought this exercise back to my team just for fun stuff to understand And so basically we gave out two sheets of paper. So half the team they were gonna be the uh, uh, The contractor the contractors the contractor what we didn't know what the other side of the room didn't know So let me give you both sides. So this contractor uh, needs the job like, they just had a massive job fall apart right before, the, you know, this meeting. And if they can't get this job and make at least 30000 bucks, then they're going to have to lay some people off. Okay. Okay? Um, on this end of the spectrum, you've got a home buyer that wants to add on this agi- on this addition, and they've had a $100,000 budget. Okay? What What the contractor knows is, is that, it o- is only going to cost twenty thousand dollars of raw materials and cost actual cost to do this addition. So if I can sell it for fifty, then I get the thirty, keep everyone employed, 30, what and I need, and, and make the home buyer happy. But I don't know what the home buyer wants me to do don't know do what it the for. Budget is. And so I can't risk not doing too high because I might lose the job altogether. And if I lose job, that's not a possibility. That's not an option. And the other side of the spectrum, I've got somebody that's got some rich pockets that I can spend a hundred thousand, so I budgeted. I don't know he can do it for fifty. Right? right? So where, are and that's a great little game to play to teach people what negotiations are like in real right. life. Because we can all understand both ends of that spectrum. But what's interesting to me is how many people were so excited as the contractor for getting $52,000. Right. Right? I and remember then,
1: this. I failed miserably at this little. And then exam. there were other people,
0: other contractors that literally got 95. mm mm-hmm. And then there were some homeowners that were super excited that they were able to negotiate a ninety thousand dollar contract.
1: Right? No, and they could have.
0: And then 50, there were other ones that got them literally at fifty thousand. Right? So you have this dy- dynamic where if if you don't understand and start working on negotiation skills, like that is a single instance in a single homebuyer or small business life that has a fifty thousand dollar variance, which is more than most people's salaries per year. Huge, that one huge. single negotiation, which people don't think that much about, but what if you magnify that times a hundred of those scenarios small, medium, and large over a lifetime mm-hmm. that's the difference of being a millionaire or yeah. not being able to retire over totally. a lifetime It's yeah. super interesting it to me is right so yeah. this is why going back to negotiation de- defines profitability. profitability this is super interesting to understand yeah, so um I know we've got where are we at with right, time? Yeah, where are we at on time? You know um, what? Yeah. We need to go ahead and slow down because yeah. I know you guys have been listening for too long and you're probably about done with your walk with your dog. It's been 45 <laughs> minutes. So we'll finish up the rest of this segment at our next episode. But Which thank you for joining the, us.
1: Yes, it'll be at the actual negotiation skills, skills to and use. understanding
0: commitment to your value.
1: Yes, totally. So thank you for listening. Tell your friends, as always. We appreciate the support and the the following and the sharing. So continue to do that. Um, if you have anything you want to tell us, ask us, or otherwise, uh, you can email us at sigmundsense at com. and I think that's it.
0: That's uh, it. Call us. Re- reach <laughs> out to us, and uh, I'd love your feedback. I really do appreciate you. Next time on Sigmund guys. Cheers. Bye-bye.